the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days, or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hi, everybody. My name is Ron Geyer with End Time Insights, and we're excited to be here again. We love what the Lord has called us to do, and we just want to share that with you. The Bible talks about the fact that you must come to the Father by the Spirit of God, and He reveals Himself in the Bible. And there's no way to know God if you don't know the Bible. Knowing the Bible teaches you how to know God, and so we want to help you know God better. And that's what we're called to do. We want to introduce you to some topics, perhaps, that you're not familiar with. It, You know, end-time information is not that prevalent being taught in our churches today, and it's so important that you do get this information since we are in the last days, the last of the last. That phrase in Second Timothy, eschatos hemetos, it means the last of the last. And for 6,000 years, mankind's been walking the earth. And the implication from that scripture is that the very next step that mankind takes is going to bring us into the next, we will call it the next age. And for the church, that's going to be the millennial age of God. We want to talk to you today about some warnings that you're going to find in the Bible. And I want to start out with Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. This is the King James Version. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as he came from us, as that the day of Christ is already at hand. The church at Thessalonians, they thought, at Thessalonica, they thought that the day of Christ had already come. And Paul says, no, that did not happen. And he says, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day, the day of Christ shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So Paul right here talks about the fact that the day of Christ, the return of Christ, that's what the day of Christ is. It's not the rapture. It's the return of Christ. The day of Christ will not take place unless there's a falling away first and the man of sin will be revealed. So there's two characteristics that must take place before the day of Christ. And number one is what I want to talk about, the falling away. And you'll have a better understanding of what the falling away is if you let me read it out of the Amplified it's Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, and this is really good in the Amplified. Not to allow your minds to be quickly unsettled or disturbed or kept excited or alarmed, whether it be by some pretended revelation of the Spirit or by the Word or by letter, as if we had written you a letter, to the effect that the day of the Lord has already arrived and is here. It is not. Let no one deceive you or beguile you in any way. For that day will not come except the apostasy comes first, unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be Christians has come, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, who is the son of doom or perdition. 
you'll notice it actually uses the word apostasy in the Amplified Translation. For that day will not come except the apostasy comes first, and in the Amplified they define for you what the apostasy is. It is the predicted great falling away of those who have once professed to be Christians. That's happening today, unfortunately. We're in the beginning of that. The apostasy is upon us. Christians are turning their backs on God. You can go on Facebook, and just about every other month you're going to read about some big-name preacher that has denied the faith, that he says, well, you know, I've tried it. And I'm talking about someone in charge of a megachurch of thousands. I've seen, I think, two or three in the last three or four months, four or five months, that have just said, I'm out of the ministry. It's, it's not real. It's not working. That's the apostasy. That's what's upon us, and you have to be careful about that. That's why Paul warned us. That's why we're warning you. There is a danger of Christians that are actual Christians that just turn around and deny Christ. That is such a dangerous place to be in. The Bible said it's going to happen. Forewarned is forearmed. I don't say this to scare you. I say this to prepare you. These things are happening. They are real. Paul wrote about it. Jesus warned us about it. Peter warned us about it. You must recognize the times in which we're living in. Before I go to the next point, I want to give you this scripture. It's in Matthew 24. It's verse 45. And it talks about who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his household to give him meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. The phrase there I want to talk about is to give meat in due seasons. There are persons that are under my charge, as it were. We have a Bible study. We minister in our church. And there are persons that God has sent across our path to drink from the fountain, which God has placed in us. I owe them the truth. And regarding the last days, I am required to give them meat in due season. That is why I'm talking to you. What season are we in, in mankind's history? What season is the church going through right now? And I'm trying to prepare meat for you in due seasons. When Daniel was around, God said he wasn't going to tell Daniel everything. He hid some stuff up. He said, this is going to be revealed in the end times, in the last days. These are promises. These are truths. But it's not for your time now. God never spoke with Daniel about the church. He never spoke to him about the end time baptism in the Holy Spirit. He just gave Daniel the information that Daniel needed so he could do his ministry concerning the people of Israel, the nation of Israel. Well, the book of Revelation was not written during Daniel's time, obviously, but it's for us today. And it's due season. The book of Revelation is for due season. Timothy, Peter, Paul, even Jude, they all talked about what's necessary for these last 2,000 years. And now that we're on the very, very, very back end of these 2,000 years, the meat in due season, there's something new on the menu. And that's what we're doing. It's called end-time revelation. There are warnings that go with it. There are prophecies that go with it. There are dangers that the Christian life is fraught with that we are warning you about. It's not pleasant stuff to hear. It doesn't make you feel good, but it is Bible truth nonetheless, and you are required to know it. So the end-time apostasy, we've been warned about that. We understand what's going to happen. We're going to show you some of the steps that we get to that place. Uh, The second thing I want to talk about, just to prove to you that we are in the end times, is the rebirth of Israel. The Bible talked about the fact that that would be a generation near the end times that would identify that we are in the last days. Israel was born in 1940, reborn, actually as a nation, May 14th, my birthday, 1948, and it was just a wonderful time, and it sort of clarified the end-time scriptures that would let us know that we are truly in the last days. So it is no accident. 
The Bible also talks about the fact that one of the markings of the last days would be lawlessness. We came through President Obama and he promoted lawlessness. I'm sorry, some of you, you may not like to hear that, but it's the truth. There was a disrespect promoted by him for our police. There was a disdain of the military. He actually tried to dismantle it. He did great damage to the military. There was a angst against law and order throughout our nation. Our courts ruled against the laws that were being upheld that were on the books for ages. And this has brought into America today lawlessness, marching in the streets, violating police curfews when there were riots, disdain for our police officers. It is just so prevalent. And that is one of the end time markings of the bottom of the depravity of mankind concerning walking in obedience to the laws of man. It's lawlessness. So between Israel, rebirth, and the law and order being violated, we can see that we truly are in these last days. Second Peter 2, 1 through 3, talks about that there were false prophets in the land. Just as there were in the Old Testament, there were false prophets. Now we have false teachers. I'll read it to you. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. Among who? He's writing to the church. There will be, there shall be false teachers among you. So we have the apostasy and we have false teachers right within us. It doesn't say they're going to be on the outside. No, they are among us. That means they are within. That's a greater danger to the church than being outside the church. We can handle the persecutions that come outside. It's the persecutions and the deceptions and the beguiling nature of the false prophets that are among us. What about these false prophets? They will secretly bring in damnable or destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who but brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. These are false teachers, heresies, destructive heresies. Heresies can destroy you. We spoke about that last week. And here's the sorrow. Many, many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. There are going to be teachers right within the church, famous teachers, nationally known teachers, locally known teachers, people with great followings. They are going to cause you to follow them. And they speak evil of the way of truth. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. You've heard about the prosperity gospel, the prosperity aspect of the gospel. Let me, let me clarify that. Prosperity within the Christian life is true. We are supposed to be prosperous in all things. John writes, for God, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So we know that God wants us to prosper, but it's been taken to an extreme right now. And we want to make sure that we are balanced in the speaking about prosperity. The true life of Christianity is not to gain and accumulate things, but it's to give and divest yourself of the worldly goods. doesn't mean you're not going to have a prosperous life in the realm of finances or materialism. That's fine. John Osteen used to say this. I loved it. God doesn't mind you having money. He minds it when money has you. And there's a total difference in that, that scripture there that talks about the fact some supposing that gain is godliness. False prophets, false teachers, some of the definitions are a spurious, not genuine prophet or not a genuine teacher, a liar, a propagator of erroneous Christian doctrine, a pretended foreteller, a religious imposter. They are untruthful. They are deceitful. They are wicked. That's what Paul talks about. Peter talks about. Jesus talked about false teachers. They bring in damnable heresies, which bring ruin or loss physically, 
spiritually or eternally. Can you see the danger of this? You can lose your salvation. You can lose your spiritual place in Christ Jesus by following these damnable heresies. They use the word damnable because they condemn you. You need to be wise into the things of God. This is not pleasant stuff to hear. I understand that. But you need to know this stuff so that you can be armed and defend yourself against the lies that are being spread. Let me read that one more time. Damnable heresies, they bring ruin or loss physically, spiritually, and eternally. Perdition, the utter loss of the soul. This stuff is so dangerous. We weren't losing people in the kingdom to this stuff. We might be saying, oh, well. But we not only have the prophetic word that says many will follow their ways, but I know personally people that are just turning their back on the gospel. They've gotten fed up with the false. They recognize that it's not true. But rather than being brought back in through loving and restoring types ministry from other brothers and sisters in Christ, they're just out there. They're on their own, and they are lost forever. It is such a dangerous situation. Paul wrote in Second Timothy in the last days, perilous times shall come. These are times that have great risk. And he further says that there's no escaping from this risk. You must know this information. Matthew seven fifteen in the King James, this is Jesus. Beware of false prophets, which come by to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. And ravening wolves, ravening wolves, they are rapacious. They are given to plunder. The body of Christ is being plundered right now across the board. I don't name names on this show. I'm not out to throw anybody under the bus. I'm here to assist your pastor. I'm here to go ahead and give you the things that he may not have time to talk about, some of the things that are unpleasant, some of the things that he may not even be aware of. I am here to share the truths that will warn you and keep you. The Message Bible, Matthew seven fifteen. Be wary of false preachers who smile a lot, dripping with a practiced sincerity. Chances are that they are out to rip you off some way or another. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. I love that. Character over charisma. Who preaches are is the main thing, and not what they say is the main thing. It's who they are. A genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. These diseased trees with their bad apples are going to be chopped down and burned. Message. It's a lot of fun. I don't use it mainly to teach out of, but I love the insight that it gives you to flesh out some of the wisdom that doesn't really come through in the language of the King James. Jude even talks about this. Jude, uh, there's only one chapter, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence, I was going to write you a letter on the common salvation. He's saying, I wanted to talk to you about your salvation, your faith. I wanted to talk to you about righteousness, your place in Christ. But it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort to you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. And when they say earnestly contend for the faith, that is the whole package of gospel truth. That is all scripture, the truth of all scripture. It's not individual faith. I want you to contend for the faith, the Bible truth. And he was about to write concerning the common salvation, but the Holy Spirit checked him and said, no, 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 Jude, that's not the message I want for today. That's not what's on the menu today. That's not what I want you to talk about during these times. That is not, what's the phrase? Uh, That is not due season. The due season right now is for warning the body of Christ about the dangers that they are living in. And that's what Jude is doing. He goes on, for there are certain men who have crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Where have we heard that before? Preachers, famous preachers, extending the boundaries of grace that the Bible places on grace. You got to understand, grace is great, and I will never belittle grace, and don't take me wrong when I put it this way. But grace is simply the opportunity 
to have a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day relationship with the living God, living your life today, here, now, out in His presence. That's what grace is. It's an opportunity to know God intimately. And that's what Jesus Christ has brought us. The Bible says grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. We've separated grace from truth. We've made grace to be a covering for anything that we do wrong. Grace is not your get-out-of-jail card. The blood of Jesus is that. Hallelujah. I will therefore put you in remembrance, goes Jude, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. The God of love takes no joy in destroying people, destroying his children. We're all his children by creation, but only few of us are children of God by relationship. That takes a constant, intentional effort on your part to know him intimately, through the blood, sacrifice, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Matthew twenty four twenty five. Here come the warnings uh, now about deception. The first aspect of the warnings that we gave you today were about the apostasy. The second one is about the false teachers. The third one's going to be on deception. This is so good. There's three different Greek words for deception, and each one has a different level of what happens to you when you fall for these deceptions. Jesus warns us in Matthew 24, 4 and 5. Jesus answered and said to the disciples, take heed that no man deceive you. No man, not anyone. I don't have a little deception in my life. I have zero deception. I do not allow anybody to tell me anything that's not conforming to the word of God. If it's in a gray area, it goes on the shelf. If somebody does it one or two times, then I just put them aside for me and I leave them alone. For many shall come in my name saying, I am the Messiah. And shall deceive many. They shall deceive many. Don't forget, Jesus wrote this to his disciples who were members of the body of Christ shortly. This is not a tribulation promise. This is an end time promise for the church that many will be deceived. They're coming in the name of Jesus saying, I am the Messiah or I am of the Messiah or I belong to the Messiah. And shall deceive many. How many? Many. It's a shame, but many will be deceived. Matthew 24, 9 through 13, later on in the chapter. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. This is people in the body. This isn't the world. These are people in the body that have turned their back on God. These are people in the body. It talks about that they're going to be hating one another. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. They shall kill you. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then many in the body shall be offended. And they shall betray you. They shall betray one another. They shall hate one another. This is end time behavior within the body. Did you catch that? Then shall many be offended. They shall betray one another and they shall hate one another. That's what the deception does. That's what the apostasy is about. That's what happens when we put up with false teachers. The Bible talks about the lying tongue. I think it's Proverbs 26 something, maybe Proverbs 26, 23. So important. Many of you are watching the news. You're watching the hearings that are going on to impeach the president. You're learning about the world tells you that there will never be political harmony again. Well, it's not about politics. It's about spiritual things. Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace to the earth. I came to bring a sword. He talks about the fact that division doesn't come from President Obama or President Trump. Division doesn't come from the Democrats or the Republicans. Division is a spiritual issue. And because I tell people the truth, they hated me, they will hate you. Even within the body, there's going to be divisions because I am bringing truth. You are either for me or you are against me. That's what causes division in America. 
I love President Trump. I'm a big supporter of President Trump's, but America will never be unified again. I'm sorry. This is an end days battle between good and evil, between light and darkness. It's a battle to the death. The only way there will be harmony in America again is if the church shuts up. That's where the harmony will come because the devil's not given an inch. And you can see that by what's going on in the impeachment hearings. And the lying tongue, the Bible says, hates those it destroys. The lying tongue hates those that it destroys. So we learn right there that a lie has the ability to destroy those. We go to church. We want to get the truth. I'm supposed to be sitting on the truth. When I go to church, my pastor, my Bible teacher, who's ever there, is supposed to be giving me the truth day in, day out, week in, week out. I'm supposed to be getting sharpened in the realm of the spirit by listening to the truth. And the Bible talks about the fact that, well, you need to do that because the lying tongue will destroy you. It not only will destroy you, it will hate you. If I tell my wife I love her, I go out and I'm drinking and I'm partying, I'm coming home at two o'clock and I tell her, oh, I had a flat tire. I'm lying. And it shows that I do not love her. I hate her. That's not Ron's opinion. That's the Bible. We hate the people we lie to. That's why I'm telling you, President Trump loves you. He loves America and he can't lie to you. Other politicians, they hate this country. They hate our freedoms. They hate righteousness. They hate America. They hate our Christian foundation. They hate the Constitution. That's why it's so easy for them to lie to you over and over and over again. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what you've heard, what you've been taught. President Trump does not lie to the American people. You need to get that down in your spirit. We are supposed to be feeding on truth so as we can recognize error. Senses sharpened. Hebrews 5.14. I want to read this to you. Well, I'm just going to give you the highlights of the scripture. Strong meat belongs to those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. If you are not feasting, if you are not grazing, if you are not digesting the word of truth, you're not having the meat of the word, not just baby's milk, but the meat of the word. If you are not chewing on the meat of the word, then your senses aren't being exercised where you can tell the difference between right and wrong. That's a huge problem in the body of Christ. I'm supposed to be going to church so that they can feed me the truth so that my senses are being exercised so I know that abortion is wrong. I know that defending truth is right. I know that homosexuality is wrong. That's what I'm supposed to be getting in church. You know, we attend West Houston Christian Center out on the west side of town, Wilcrest and Richmond. And just recently, pastors Jack C. and Michelle became senior pastors out there. And they are doing such a good job. Pastor Jack, he will tell you the truth about daily living. He really wears the shepherd's mantle. You know that the word for pastor in the Greek is actually shepherd. That's what a shepherd is. And he's one who will help you get through life according to the Bible. They will give you the Bible. They will challenge you. I think the other day he spoke about talking about men and lust and sexual purity of the mind. And you're not getting that in most churches. But the true shepherd will warn you about that. He talks about warning us uh, politically about not supporting those that are supporting unbiblical doctrines. All this stuff is so important. There is such a huge assault on truth today. Isaiah talks about the truth has fallen in the streets and we want to do a ministry that's going to bring truth back into your lives. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you don't respect me. You need to take the scriptures that I give you and search them for yourselves and allow the Holy Spirit of God to minister to you what these truths are that are applicable for your life today. There is a special meat that God has prepared for the church in these last days 
for this due season. We are right on the return of Christ. The rapture of the church is imminent. The seven-year tribulation is right behind that. The return of Christ for judgment is right after that. We are right on the edge, and you need to know the warnings that God has placed in the Bible to keep you on that solid rock, to keep your foundation strong and sure. My name is Ron Geyer. It looks like I'm out of time again. We're going to finish up. We've got more stuff to talk about concerning warning the church. It's good stuff. You know, the judgments of God, they're not to be feared. They're to be respected and recognizing that God judges us to correct us because he rebukes us. I would never want to grow up in a home where mom and dad didn't correct me. It is so important. That's the sign that we love us. I can understand it with mom and dad. Why can't we understand it with the Lord Jesus Christ? Why can't we understand the correction of the Holy Spirit of God? Why can't we receive the rebuking, the correction, and the chastisement of the Lord and grow from that? That's what we're about here. We're giving you the truth because we love you. I want to pray for you before we go. I just want to remind you that this is End Time Insights. We do this every Sunday night at 8 p.m. right here. We love you. And Father God, I thank you so much for those that are listening within the sound of my voice. The Bible says the entrance of your word giveth light. So shall your word be that goes forth in the earth. It will not turn void. It is prospering into those things as we speak it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net.